The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 2. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observe his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means the least among the rulers of Judea. For from you shall come a ruler, who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men, and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay homage. And when they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for your merciful grace that you give to us and that we celebrate the gifts of Christmas, which is your love poured out upon us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So Epiphany marks the end of 12 days of Christmas. It's traditionally the days when gifts are given, like the Magi. But Epiphany looked a little different this week for me. I was writing my sermon at night, and I looked up at our nativity, actually your nativity scene up on my yard, and I saw the light of Christ shining down the hill. And do you know what's at the bottom of the hill? Besides the driveway? Thank you. The cross. So the light of the nativity scene is shining down on the cross. That's what Epiphany is about. It's the journey that Jesus takes from his birth to his death. And it gives us the gift of grace. Christmas, for most of us, has been become an excess of giving and receiving. But now that we are into the season of epiphany, we move from that action to the action of honoring God. 
Everything about our faith is bound up in epiphany. Epiphany literally means revealing or taking the veil away that covers. And so in the epiphany season, we will read some stories about Jesus, his life, and how he is the light that shines in the darkness. And it's a time to remind ourselves that that light shines into our life, giving us faith, hope, and joy. The darkness of the world will still be there, but we have a light that shines. So the story of Epiphany, the coming of the wise men, the coming of the Magi, it has one problem. And the problem is, I already know that story. Let's do a little quiz. Do we really know the Bible story? So, let's start with the basic one. How many men came bearing gifts? Yeah, very good. Three. Three. Unfortunately, it may be right and it may be wrong. Some tradition says there were up to 12. And so the Bible answer is, we don't know. Doesn't say. The three comes from the legends, and the three comes from the number of gifts. The three comes from the three continents that have touched each other. So let's say it's three. Do the three wise men have names? Frankincense and myrrh. And gold. <laughs> you must be reading the Mark's version, right? Okay, Melkor, Gaspar, and Balsar, who was black. But that's legend. There are no names named. And so we sing, we three kings of Orient are. Are they really kings? No, they're magi. Magi were lots of things, but they were not kings. We'll talk about that in a second. Mark already touched on it. What were the three gifts? Gold, a sign for royalty, that Christ was of the royal lineage of David. Frankincense, an incense that was burned in worship of the temple, signifying Jesus' divinity. And a little side note, I went to a funeral this past week at a Catholic church, and it was a high mass funeral, and they used incense. Let me tell you, if you're Lutheran and you're not used to incense, it really does a job on your nose. Added a lot to the worship service. Gold, frankincense, myrrh. Myrrh was an oil used for perfume. The wealthy Jew could buy anointing oil for the dead. And so myrrh was seen for casting Jesus' death and a reminder of his mortality. So 
So where did the meanings come? And how did the three wise men, the magi, know that those definitions were for them? They didn't. The meanings may have been added later. So, epiphany, the coming of the wise men, it's in every Christmas children's program. And yet this story is really powerful. If we take away some of the legend, I think the power of the story even comes through in a greater way. So first of all, let's define who the Magi were. Your Bible may read wise men. Our songs may say three kings. That's far too kind to the Magi. We see them as good people because they came and gave gifts to Jesus. But what were they? The Magi originally started in Persia, and and in Persia they were dream interpreters. And by Jesus' time, they were astronomers, fortune teller, gaze, star gazers. They were horoscope fanatics, and everything they did was condemned by the Jews. In fact, the Jewish reader would hear this story and see everything that the Gentile idolatry and religious hocus-pocus would stand for from reading chicken gizzards to trotting off here and there following a star. So we have in the reality the Magi were not neat guys. But Matthew takes them and makes them a hero. It's the first story Matthew tells after the birth of Christ. And when we look at it, the Magi should not be there. They're heretics. They don't worship the right God. They're the wrong race of people. They're the wrong denomination, the wrong religion, however you want to say it. They don't know how to worship. But what about their three gifts? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Those were most likely elements of their worship of magic. So why? Why the story? Why are they models of faith and trust and worship? The Magi shouldn't be there in the story. But, but, the Magi understood the stars. They looked and they studied the stars, the sky. And when that star came, it made sense to them. And this is what the Bible says. They saw a star in the east at its rising. God sent the star to the Magi. 
the people that should not be in this story. They were the ones that were told. They traveled. They met with Herod. Okay, there are a number of Herods in the Bible. None of them are good. One Herod killed his wife. Another Herod killed his two sons. The third Herod paid for his position to rule. They found out from Herod where the Christ was born in Bethlehem. And they went there and the star rested over the place where they were. And then it says, they went home by a different way. A double meaning there. They went home by another road, yes. But they went home by a way, another way. The early followers of Jesus were called followers of the way. So the Magi left and they went home by another way and they took another road. They met the Christ and they were changed. They met God with God's message of the star, not their own understanding of what to follow, but God sending the star to them. So if God can use these magi, these foreigners and pagans, to come and worship Jesus as king of the Jews, what do we learn? We learn that there is nothing in our lives that would stop God from bringing us to Jesus. Right? There's nothing that can stop God from bringing Jesus to us. And if there's nothing that will stop God, then there's nothing in our life that will stop us from taking Jesus to our neighbor, to our sinful neighbor, to our neighbor we're having a fight with. Nothing will stop God. God's radical grace is wonderfully frightening. When you think about what God did with the Magi, these scientists who practice another religion, that pushes us to see how God is working. We see God reaching out to people, all people, to announce the good news in and through Christ so that all people will be given faith and that they can gather in faithfulness to be a church. It's kind of a hard lesson. The Magi did not come looking for the Christ through preaching or liturgy or sacraments or a welcoming congregation, or a vital social ministry. They came because they were watching for a star. God's word is a mystery 
and they found the living God because God showed himself to them. God's ways are always bigger than my understanding of what God is doing. God is reaching out to embrace us in many new ways. The Magi were changed. They went home by another way. That leads us to our part in the story, showing Jesus to others. And somehow that comes out scary. The faith that we have that Jesus was shown to us is the faith that says we can show Jesus to others. If our own stories of faith mean something, then we can be part of the stories of faith for someone else. We are broken vessels, but God still uses us. God still depends on us. Richard and Eleanor, they lived in a suburb. They lived in an area of town where there were lots of professors and academics. They were the sole Christians on their block. It was never an issue for the neighbors. Whenever it came up, it was made plain that Richard and Eleanor were considered naive for having faith. But then in that neighborhood, a child was born to the neighbors, two prominent professors, They had made career choices that meant that their firstborn child came late in life. And the whole neighborhood, the whole street, rejoiced in this child. One evening, the proud parents knocked on the door of Richard and Eleanor, and they had their baby. They were invited in. And they asked a simple and direct question. We don't know what it is you've got, and we don't think we could ever have it for ourselves, but we want our daughter to have it. Please tell us how she can be baptized. Richard and Eleanor lived their life, and it showed to their neighbors. So Epiphany is about showing Christ as you are gifted, to live in Christ as it is a gift, and let the outcome be in God's hands. Live in the ordinary way with Christ at our center. Let that be our inspiration and show our concern. Amen.